Yo, what's up, guys? My name is Ali. This is episode 12 of the Mentality Podcast. I am with a artist, some people call him, a musician, but above all, he's my friend, Abubo Karthoye. What's up, bro? What's up, broski? I never thought I'd be doing this with you this soon because of the whole COVID situation. I told myself after that would pass, yeah, I'd man. be able to get you on this, but I'm so glad that you agreed. Well, I'm Thank happy to so be much. here, man. Like, you know, I've been watching you do this stuff, you know. Have you actually, like, from afar? Yeah, for sure. Like, keep an eye on it? No, I see you, like... I see your, you know, you know when people post on Instagram, not Instagram, Facebook story, post whatever. Like I, I keep seeing the Alley podcast. I like, appreciate it. It, it pops up it. once in a while, you know. Well, thank you for coming on. I have a bunch of questions, and I know some people are curious about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So first off, what do you do? Well, I guess. Or what are you working on? I would say that I'm just a, a creative in the sense that like I make music. Obviously, like I'm part of Ottawa alternative hip hop group called Training Season. Training Season. Yeah, and okay. I have two members within that group, uh, GP and Queen, and like. You know, we've done Blues Fest and, yep, you know, that's, a, that's awesome. Canadian Music Week. We've met like No Jumper. We've done, we got our song posted by Kevin Hart, you know, on TikTok. How did that give you guys some traction? Uh, because I know TikTok is crazy, right? Yeah. So to get your sound used by a celebrity? Yeah. We, well, we've been making music for like, what, since like 2015. Like, I mean, we dropped projects since like 2015. That was our first tape. You know, back then, the internet was still kind of like not in the stage that it's on right now where everything's based on kind of like clout and stuff, you know? Back yeah. then, you could still kind of like have a, a push or something with uh -huh. your music that's like more organic. But now you just need to have a promotion plan. So uh -huh. that's how we got onto the Kevin Hart thing. We just went on a TikTok blast campaign. As we hit up a bunch of dancers, played a bunch oh. of promoters, and we're like, yo, you know, use our song, whatever, like, uh -huh. you know? And... I guess one TikToker picked it up, like it was really a big one. And then I guess Kevin Hart was following them. And then like they must have seen that person's video and they're mm. like, oh shit, I'm gonna just use the okay, sound. Okay. And that's how we ended up on that. I'm sure after he used it, he saw some yeah, like in numbers. After he did our video, we ended up getting like over like 500 people like repost our thing on TikTok. Like mm -hmm. 500 people made videos of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So separate accounts, separate yeah, accounts yeah, yeah, yeah. and other influencers and people like that. Right. Yeah. So the, the idea is just to ride on that wave, whatever it's because you, you're basically starting a wave. Then it's just to like consistency, like just keep pushing the same track and never stop. And, and never have you stop guys it. been? Yeah, we've been, been pushing it. it. Yeah, we've been pushing it, you know, but and also being able to convert those TikTok fans who just might just fuck with the sound at that moment and to convert them to like your music fans. That's another mm -hmm. challenge too. Oh, man. to get them from the TikTok platform. No. To sure. Spotify to get them to like your YouTube, whatever. So, you know, that was like th that just happened like six, five months ago. So, like, you know, we're just getting started in terms of like marketing promo. Cause, like I said before, in like 2015 till now, like, this is what we've been trying to figure out, like, how we're going to brand ourselves. It's funny that you say you're just getting started when you've kind of been in the game for we've been in the game five, for like years, longer yeah we've longer been in the game probably. for like eight years in terms of like just working on our crap like when i started making music probably like 2006 when i started like writing songs you know mm -hmm. when i met like louise yeah shout out to louise yeah shout out to louise because i came to like 205 mm -hmm. by 206 you know i was probably around like 12 13 and yeah. then like eminem you don't know i don't know if you remember that track i do yeah that shit came out i love him that was in blossom park i don't know why my cousin inspired me with somebody he's like yo i'm gonna rap in french or something like that and you can rap in english i think you i think we can do it is that how you got introduced to that's how I started like, like, how I writing, but writing. you know I've, I've always been into rap. Like okay. since, since I was like eight, nine, I've already started like listening to like rap music and stuff. I started like illegally downloading that shit. You know, you, you remember those days, bro? Like you download that's the thing, all and, I would do, and man. Be, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be porn or something like you. You, you download it. <laughs> It's how you download a music video, but it's like, you know, I mean, one time I thought I downloaded that DMX uh, Party Up, whatever video, yeah. but it was a fucking porno, man. I'm like, bro, 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, look, so that's how I started writing music, obviously, like writing songs. My, me and my cousin, we just write songs for fun. Like, and I would copy like Eminem's flow and stuff like that. But okay. I didn't have no structure or nothing. You know, I just copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then as I, you know, start paying more and more attention to like writing schemes, I listen to most Def, Wu-Tang Clan, all those people. Then like, I'm like, bro, there's such an art to this. And mm -hmm. I like, I was always like kind of a nerd. And, you know, I was always like reading books and mm -hmm. encyclopedias and shit like that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I end up using, realizing, yo, I could use some of my vocabulary or whatever that I have, yeah. like, you know, that I could just use that. Which is rhyme. very intricate. Yeah, appreciate might it. Might add. Yeah, so then like, that's how I started, like writing rhymes and everything. But at what point do you uh, try to branch off from just copying to like being your own and adding a sort of yeah, and, style and, and, and that's your... the that's the thing. Like I feel like a lot of people like what makes an artist like a, like a real somebody like a really good writer is actually being able to like actually imitate people. You know, like there's it's a saying that goes like good artists like borrow something like that, but then it's like great artists like steal. I forget how it goes, but how the line oh, goes. Okay. But it's like Rakim was like the rap god, whatever. Yeah, but then yeah. look how many people like had his flow, like you know, like Nas, yeah, whatever, Nas as well. like Tupac, like everybody was inspired by him, right? You know, I feel like. It's cool to imitate. It's cool to copy. But then the point where you need to have your own sauce, kind of. Well, you have to because if you don't, then otherwise people. Are just exactly. Gonna, then it's just. But you're a rip off of. You're a rip off. Of, so of, of so so what you gotta do is it's cool to borrow stuff. It's cool to take stuff. But when I say steal, I don't mean like actually like where you're stealing somebody's rhymes or you steal somebody's flow. What I mean is that you can take something from somebody and make it your own yeah. and like flip it like almost like what's that word, man? Alchemy. Like you know yeah. you 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 take that shit and then you flip it uh -huh. and then you're not really stealing it, but in a sense you're borrowing it, but then you flip it into your own thing yeah. and it's yeah. original too. You know. Okay. So everybody has something they get from somebody like Andre 3000 was inspired by probably like Jimi Hendrix or something like that you uh -huh. know what I'm saying like yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we don't know but the, the idea is that you can take something but then you can flip it into your own version of it first time I started writing my own like tracks where I felt like man like this is actually like something that, that's from me mm -hmm. not like something I'm copying mm -hmm. it was probably like after I discovered like the Jizza and yeah, what's her? The Jizza from Wu Tang Clan, like the oh, genius. Wow. Yeah, like that's probably like 2009, 2008. I don't know. Because you know what happens, right? I feel like when you learn to do something like rhyming rap or mm -hmm. writing, whatever, mm -hmm. it's Poetry. good to take the steps. Like, even if you're doing podcasts, right? Yeah. Let's look at the example. Yeah. You're going to look at your competition, right? Yeah. You're going to be like, okay, like, th this guy's doing this, this guy's doing that. Let me draw inspiration. Let me draw inspiration or let me copy it because it makes sense why you would copy it because whatever they're doing is working. It's successful, yeah. So, yeah. so you're copying it, you know, you're, it's like trial and error. You're doing it, you're doing it. So then you're like, man, I don't really sound like this guy. You know, I, I don't really want to do the or same it's not topic to me yeah like i'm copying it in a way but i don't feel that this is me this is you whatever so it, it doesn't feel right so then you way. start tweaking it you start tweaking it and that's how you fine-tune to your own identity as in like you know i'm not saying everybody yeah. does that but that's actually how i felt like it. i used to sound like 50 cent like if you heard me rap the first time because i love 50 cent i used to listen to this guy every <laughs> single day of my life you know i don't know if you remember me back in the days but that's all i ever listened to so my flows were literally like spit like it's tuberculosis my rhymes just synosis what goes on in my mind my hip-hop is just hypnosis and all my all my all my mm. all my uh ad-libs were like 50 you know like like they're they all like, okay, like it was even though the lyrics weren't i was using more like complex words but but i had like the 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 ad lib the whole yeah, thing yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Well, like a lot of people don't in anything they do they don't feel like they know where to start yeah or like they need a push to do something and like a good point you brought up is like copying someone in a way yeah uh just to kind of see oh like this is successful or okay like i want to do podcasting like, let me see who's the best at it yeah joe rogan uh, uh, these yeah. guys right so you you watch for me uh, straight up i'll tell you i'll i'll take notes i'm like okay so exactly. he has a guest on. He doesn't try to talk all the time. I draw inspiration from that. Exactly. Bro, you just listen to all the greats talk. Like Eminem, he's a, he's like amazing for this type of shit because he always keeps it real. Like he used to listen to like Tretch from uh, Naughty by Nature. And like if you listen to sometimes, if you listen to old Eminem, you'd be like- He's dropping names that I'm sure people listening are like, wait, what's this? And then and they go <laughs> search it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can just hear when you listen to old Eminem, 
even just listen to Eminem now sometimes I'm like man like you know he kind of sounds like Tretch and like cause mm-hmm. those are those that's like one of his inspirations like yeah, you, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. he says it all the time I feel like all rappers or artists in general like especially writers we listen to other writers we we listen to other artists cause we're like yo this person is doing something that maybe I can't do but I'm like yo you might get inspired by them yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying yeah. like why do you think especially rappers for some reason they get so defensive or insulted when someone's like hey like i don't fuck with your music <laughs> and i feel like um like the whole idea of like diss tracks and whatnot like, yeah. i don't see country it, stars um, getting into this and beef yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but like it's very i can explain maybe back that in the 90s i feel maybe it was more hostile i don't know if that had to do with the biggie pac thing or whatnot but why do you think well yeah again going back to like how i was saying when i started writing right what really got me better at rap and writing to the next level where i started developing my own style mm-hmm. and everything is competition and like that's the core of hip-hop right so what causes the the hostility is the same reason why like Patrick Beverly is a pest to Stephen Curry even though like they're actually boys that's an NBA reference for yeah know. even though like they're actually boys whatever you know on the court it's like damn we're of at course, each other's throats brings the best yeah because it brings the best so that's how I got really good at rap and that's how even rap beefs before in the past you know were more about yo like show me that you have the best you have your fighting style technique I have my own fighting style technique let's see who's the best yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's how rap was about from the beginning that's not what hip hop was about but rap in the sense of MCing when it kicked off it was about like yo like I had the best MC I had the best DJ you know my DJ is the best and you mm-hmm. know you be trying to tell me that your DJ is the best you try to convince course, the course, crowd so then that's how it became a competition it was like a fight yeah. it was like a challenge the rap yeah, battle yeah. so, so battling has always been part of the culture of hip hop and that's why the the idea of like uh, me versus you would always exist in hip hop. So like, if you told me that, man, your rhymes suck, then I'm like, what are you talking about? My rhymes are the best. So then like, I'll reply. And then that's how beef rap okay. started. But then violence and beef, now that's a completely different thing. That has to do with like, you know, gangs and people getting involved in... I don't in, think in, rap in its essence is actually meant to be jabbing and violent. Like, yeah, it's not supposed to be violent. It's, it's supposed to be, think... we, we shake hands in the end. It's yeah, over yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we finished the battle. Yo, dab up, and it's it's over. Isn't that what happened with uh, with Eminem and Snoop Dogg? I know Snoop Dogg never responded to what Eminem had to yeah. say, but recently I read that he was like, hey, we squashed it. Yeah. And well, cool. yeah, because most rap beefs, right, are, are not supposed to be violent. Like, people used to have diss tracks over each other, and nobody used to get their ass whooped, you know? It's only, like, after gangsters mm-hmm. started making rap music, when shit started becoming, like, really street, is when, like, hip-hop became, like, a thing where, like, you might get laid out if you say something about this person. Person mm-hmm. because, because then street credibility and stuff like that started coming, credit, into play, yeah. coming into play, right? It's like if you have gangsters and you're down in this street credibility, they're probably going to do something about it. And that's why in the 90s and upwards, you know, early 2000s, there's a lot of violence going on, a lot of stuff going on. But because it was it was more about the, it wasn't the culture of rap, but it was just the, the people that were rapping at the time were just that kind of people. Like Yo, honestly, Tupac and Biggie are the most, for me, the most fascinating almost human beings on earth because about how it all ended and whatnot and the documentaries that the I watched. Story, yeah, yeah. A lot of people gravitate to the unknown, not knowing what really what happened, really happened or, yeah. or not knowing whoever did what they did were found or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that adds an element of unknown yeah, that yeah. makes their legacy yeah. pop off even a bit more. Even yeah, after like, like, you know, 20, when, 30, 40 years. Uh, you know, they say when you die, you become legends. And like Tupac and Biggie, I guess we're like the first immortal hip-hop legends like you know what i'm saying like rap is so young that that is such a good these point. guys are still alive like the guys who created hip-hop are still alive walking That's around like you know what i'm saying like like yeah. like rock him the goats of rap are walking around to this day like they're like what 50 like you know really so, though really yeah i'm saying they're like 50s like, yeah i thought you were saying like 1950s no they're like 50 years old the guys who created rap are not that old really so rap started 
Rap started in the, really young. Like, 70s? 80s? Hip-hop was a very young thing. Like, mm -hmm. they only became super big. Like, gangster rap and that type of stuff like that kicked off with, like, NWA. Like, I don't know if you oh, saw that movie. You know, that was, like, later towards the 80s, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, Rakim and them wouldn't swear on tracks, you know? They never used profanity. But then, like, Ice Cube was like, yo, fuck the police. Like, yeah. at the time, black people and, I guess, the culture was, like, not oppressed, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always that tension that goes on in society like where people are like ready to pop off and like i guess ice cube would like voice that shit and people were just like everybody was gravitated towards that like yo this yeah. is something raw something new you know yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. it like you know we don't want to hear that church music we don't want to hear this he stuff was like the leader of the new generation like a rebellious at the time. yeah movement almost like yeah right yeah and hip-hop was all was always about that like whatever the youth want feel that's kind of what hip-hop sways towards. Maybe it's a correlation or whatever, mm -hmm. or maybe that it depends on each other, but that's mm -hmm. just usually what it is. And at the time, that was what people were feeling, and that popped off. That's why I was, uh, started writing, started listening to a lot of rappers, you know, imitation, imitation, and then it became like, now I'm going to like have my own style because I take from everybody and then make something of my own. Well, and what then, is your style now? Like, if you had to well, try yeah, to describe it? Because I met GP in high school. George, yeah. yeah GP. George, shout out to George. I've been friends with him for, like, more than a decade now, to be honest. Met him in high school, and he was, like, this awkward kid that nobody liked and shit. You know, he'd always get beat up, bullied and shit. And, like, I guess I related to him because when I was in elementary school, I was living in Kuwait, like, the Middle East, mm -hmm. you know? Wow. And, like, I was going to an Indian school because the private school was too expensive, you know, the British school. So I was in the Indian school, and, you know, I was an like outcast. People would say some racist shit to me or, I'm like, sure. I'd be getting bullied, whatever. I'm sure. Because I lived through that shit when I came to Canada. Like, I lived in Africa before I came to Canada, but when I, when I came to Canada, like... Wait, so you lived in Africa first? No, I lived in Kuwait. Kuwait? I was born in Kuwait. Uh -huh. When I was born, actually, these niggas, motherfuckers tried to, like, deport me because, like, I have, like, a legal resident status. Like, you're not supposed to be born there, I guess, if you're not Kuwaiti. Like, you know how you're born in Canada, you get a free citizenship. Over there, like, you're, not, you're never getting, getting a citizenship. Because of how you look, or what? Like they just don't give it to foreigners. Like foreigners. you're a bidouni, okay, 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 you know, okay, okay. bidouni like a like a vagabond. So like I was a vagabond. That's why I call myself that. Cause like I was born without a nationality. Like I didn't have a nationality. So I was born uh, for a brief period of time. My parents had to like get one from Senegal and Gambia. So then like I end up uh, living there for like eight years in Kuwait. So your first eight years of life were in Kuwait. We're in Kuwait, or maybe even nine. So like I was living there, learning Arabic, learning Hindi. Wow. Um, yeah, I knew French, mm -hmm. knew my own language, Wolof. Then my parents, I guess, like, towns were rough and shit, so they, they couldn't afford living costs. They sent me off to um, Africa with my sister at the time. Just you and your sister? Me and my older sister, yeah. So we just stayed oh. with my relative, and we're going to school there. And, like, I was being a savage, man, doing all the savage things, being free, you know? Because Kuwait, like, in Kuwait... Was, stuff. Yeah, because in Kuwait, I was caged, in a sense. Oh, it was man. a foreign country. They weren't nice to foreigners, in a sense. I didn't really know people to look like me. And not just that, but I didn't feel like I belonged there and shit, you know? So my mom would just have me upstairs in their apartment, you know, buying me books, watching cartoons, TV, all that shit helped me though with my verbal sure. imagination and I'm shit. Sure, yeah. Yeah, when I went to Africa though, it was like the opposite. You were welcome. Free. My grandma yeah, would yeah. come over sometimes. I like, would come visit from Senegal and like I'd just be having fun, bro. Like, you know, getting in trouble, sure, doing yeah. crazy shit. And then my dad finally, like, after two years, I guess he was able to work out a plan for uh -huh. us to come to Canada. And that's when I came here in 2005. Mm, okay. Like I said, when I, by the time I was in high school, when I met GP in high school, I was in grade 11, he was in grade 9. And you can kind of relate. I, yeah, I just feel like I'm like, yo, yeah, like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. yo, this kid, because of all my experiences in life, I never look at somebody and like have like a Pre because I understand, like, yo, I know what it feels like also to be, like, an outcast and shit like that. That's how I met him. Like, he would just hang around me and my group. Me and my friends, it's like me, Will. Um, William, yep. We're chilling. By the way, like, all these names we're dropping, it's because, like, I've known him for such a long time. Yeah, we've so, known like, each other for all, more than that. a decade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, if you guys are like, wait, who's William, who's George? There are, like, a bunch of people in his friend group and my friend group. So, yeah. yeah. You uh, started rapping with George, who's a part of your group in grade 12? Like, making music with him was with when him. I was in the 12th grade, probably, yeah, because we... So before university, it's a funny okay. story actually we had like a rap battle that's actually how we became a, friends? a crew like, no we were already friends yeah. but that's how we decided to actually make music together because we had a rap battle 
at the time, me and GP were the best rappers. I don't give a fuck what anybody would say at the time okay, in that school. Talk your shit. Right? We're the best rapper at school. Like, and he was in grade 10 when I was in grade 12. We decided to have a rap battle. And after we had the rap battle, we had the, everybody hyped. And then one of my best friends, Baze, you know, Keon. Yeah. I he, he told us, like, yo, I think you guys should make a crew. Like you, I think you he's guys. He's the one that suggested the idea. He's the one who created oh. Trinity. That's how Trinity yeah, got created. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he, okay. okay. he told us like, "Yo, you guys both rap. You guys are both dope." Even though George was on some more like Kanye style, and I was more like hardcore hip hop, just a Wu Tang, most definitely. He's like, "Man, I feel like you guys could join together and form like a crazy group." So how did you add the female queen? Queen. What happened is when me and George started making music at the time, again competition. So we just started writing every summer, three summers like straight. We just would write song every day at each other's house, record a song you know, chill, push each other. And that's how mm -hmm. we got so good, right? Because uh, you're working on your craft. We're working on our craft, pushing each other. Again, the nature of hip-hop, like we're talking about, is competition. Yep, yep. By the time we got to the point of recording our first project, because we took a long time. Like, we met around, like, 2010, but we didn't drop a tape till like, 2015. You probably had a bunch of material. Well, we had, I had a bunch of material that I'll never see the light of day. Books and books, yeah. Because I, like, that, I to me, you, is so fascinating. All the imitation we were doing, all that stuff like that, that was the time we spent doing it. But by the time we got to 2015, we already developed as so individual artists. We already developed as a group. We already had a sound. And our sound, we're both kind of outcasts. That's what our sound became. It became something that you couldn't really box. It was so versatile. GP was so good at melodies and poetry. And then, like, mm -hmm. I was so good at, like, rhyme schemes and lyricism. Because we were working together, I was able to take shit from him. He was able to take shit from me mm. in terms of, like, our styles. We were able to inspire each other. I get you. So then at this point, by the time we got to 2015, we were able to do anything we wanted to. But we, what we couldn't do, though, was sing. So then that's where ah. Queen came into the picture she was able to do a hook on a track for us and as soon as we heard it we're like man like she is a keeper like you know she yeah. has to be the one and then she even pushed us further outside the box because then now we could do other genres like we don't have to do hip-hop we could do pop we could do yeah uh, alternative i mean i've told you this off podcast before i've told you that in the beginning i don't even know if it's 2015 or 16 but mm. early early on i remember telling you hey if you're trying to reach as many people as you can it's almost a better idea to try to branch out and make something a bit more generic. Exactly. And I know your flow and your cadence. I was telling my friend Luis, I was like, yo, it's so intricate and so sophisticated. Yeah. I feel like the average listener wouldn't pick yeah. up on stuff like that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like if you want that replayability factor, You'd it's have almost to, like you got to yeah. lower it. As you become a better artist. As J. Cole says, you play the game to change the game. Exactly, bro. The way I see it is like, for me, I always care about, what's the word for it, man? What's the word? It's like being true to oneself like as in for instance i don't want to ever i'll never release something if just for the sake of just for the sake of like clout so that's why there's also that in play but also we're but you a, could if you wanted to we could like, i'm sure you could we could that's the point i'm trying to get at but we're in the music business right so the goal for me is to find a perfect balance where i can create something mm. that can appeal to everybody you know that can appeal to the most amount of people possible while keeping true. the integrity, yeah. right? That's the dope part about our crew that we're able to like find a sound where like I can only describe it as alternative because no matter what I try, even if I try to make the most generic track possible, I'll still end up making training season sound. It doesn't matter. You've heard our tracks. Like I there's have. always this element that's unique about it. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. I could try to copy anybody I want, but I'm still gonna end up making something pure original. So you fall back on what comes out of you. It's I dope. can't wait to see what the future has in store for you guys because I know COVID probably has affected this whole process. Yeah, COVID has, has been a blessing and a curse. Studio time and all that. Have you been able to? Definitely a blessing and a curse. All the plans we had in terms of like doing shows and traveling, whatever, like Stop. it's all kind of stopped. But the, the blessing part about COVID was that all these A&Rs and all these people are stuck in their house and they're looking to... They're listening to Steve more. Steve listening oh, to music. So in a way, the Kevin Hart shit might have not even happened if COVID thing didn't happen because he might have been busy 
yeah. doing something right. So there's d- definitely like a lot of things you could do out there, like in terms of getting people to listen. People are sitting inside it; they're bored. They're gonna listen to music, so you can go on a different route. You know, there's never True. a time where you can ever be completely stagnant unless you can't move your arms, your legs. You're just disabled. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. No, but even people like that, man, like, you'd be surprised how much like they get. No, drunk. no, I didn't mean it as like a literally disabled people. <laughs> I meant like if you couldn't move at all, like you I, know, just I get yeah. you. No, not, no, not even yeah. a handicap. Have you still been taking care of your physical health? As well, yeah, I, man. Like you a know, lot of people don't. I actually the gained. Don't know, I but, gained. Yeah. I went from like one thirty to one fifty over like. Yo, this man used to be a stick. Skinny, bro. Like I used if to, I yeah. was skinny and people were like, "Yo, you're skinny," people who knew him were like, "Yo, he is like." I was skinny, level. bro. I call so myself man, like props the. Props to you, though. What I call? What I used to call myself, man. The man with the anorexic flow, whatever. Like <laughs> I forgot what I used. To, <laughs> regurgitated flows like a bulimic. I used to play on words with that, you know, like make fun of my own like, like body image and shit. Yeah, but yeah. I've never been like my body image and the way I look was never something to me. Where I cared about that shit. Even back when I was young, when I was in Kuwait and then people used to judge me, whatever, I still never broke. My mind was always like, those guys could never get me. But I guess I've always been an extremist in a sense of like my convictions. If I want to do something or like if I want to put my mind to something, like I'm just very resilient to anything. Something I am almost envious of what you do is how you'll almost try anything. It's how like, you'll want to do stand up, which yeah. was completely left field to what I thought that you would do. Yeah. Hell, you did that and you killed it. Yeah, and thanks, the fact that a lot of people, including myself, people have once or twice been like, yo, you should do it. I'm you like, should hell, do stand-up. Man, I could I still, never. I still think you I should do never. stand-up. Who knows? I'm out here feeling, and I already said, like, because of the, all the experiences I've had and all the shit I went through growing up and all that shit that I've seen, it just makes me understand life is, like, too short and shit for you Preach. to, like, worry about so many things. So that's why, like, as a kid, bro, like, you you know me as a kid, bro. I had the biggest mouth. Because, because God didn't give me strength <sighs> in terms of, like, physical. He gave me, like, a, a mouth. A voice. Bro, that, a voice. Yeah, that, that's yeah. why. That's why I'm a rapper. That's why I do the shit I do because my speech is the only power I had, I guess, and then I wow. use it well, right? Damn, so that's, that's why, true. like, but I never care. Like, if somebody was like, "Oh, you're skinny," I'm like, "Man, you ugly as fuck." Like, you know, like my family is like that too. We're all quick witted shit, so yeah, yeah. that's why, like, it was never a problem for me. I never cared, and it was it wasn't like I had like a disorder or something like that, eating disorder. I was just skinny, couldn't get weight, and then like I just decided to hit the gym. I've yeah. seen him many times in the gym. So, yeah, yeah, I see, I see, Ali always doing leg day shit, and. uh <laughs> Yeah, so in, during COVID, I was hitting the gym. I'm sure you heard, uh, what, I think it was yesterday, two days ago, they announced it's going to be extended to February 19th. Damn, we're, we're going Another to we're going to 20, 2022. Yo, 2021 hasn't been the best start, start in terms ever. of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. when New Year's, I don't know where you were for New Year's. Uh, Last year? No, no, the one that just passed. Oh man, I was working, bro. I remember a bunch of people on social media were like, oh, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. 21 is going to be a good start. Yeah. It's been shit. Bro, like, 2020 has been trash. Just finished up on the gym thing. My rhythm got killed twice. Bro. And, and I can't, I'm, the, I'm one of those people, like I said. Creature of habit. Exactly. That's like, what, I'm saying, like, oh I, I like, I'm comfortable in a certain position. I don't want to change. Like, you know, well, once I put my mind on it, I just want to stick to it. And like, when that thing happens, it's kind of like, bro, what? So then I start focusing on something work else. Work starts. Yeah. Like, not. Pointless because there is something yeah, called a muscle a, memory. Yeah, there's like muscle memory. After yeah, a while, yeah. you get it back faster. Yeah. But it's just like I it's just like oh back. man, like yeah. I, I can't go to the gym for two weeks, and all of a sudden you go, but then you start going for a weakness if you can't go. 2020, man, when that when it started, it started bad. January 1st, there was like a World War Three threat, like you know Iran and yeah. and thing, and then like the next couple weeks, Kobe passed, you know, and I couldn't believe that shit. Bro, I had a bunch of people asking me about how was that for you or whatever. Cause yeah, I know how much of a Kobe fan I don't or... look at people as you're my idol because I don't like using that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was the closest thing I had to that well, growing yeah, up yeah. back when we were in Equusway. Yeah. Pimlico, two neighborhoods where I used to live. Those were times where I never met the guy. And for some reason, when he passed, I kind of had all those flashbacks 
of yeah, when I'd be yeah. in the basement watching him when I was 13 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just really like, Bro, it was Kobe's dad affected everybody. It didn't matter who the hell you were. Bro, people don't even watch. People who don't even like Kobe, right? That's how much of a legend he is or how much of a goat he is because it didn't matter if you were hated him because he used to whoop your team's ass or, or if you loved him, it didn't matter because that's how much of a presence he was. And, he, and he died too early, right? Mm -hmm. And the Gigi Bryant shit, like that shit almost brought me to tears, man. Almost, bro. <laughs> it yeah. broke me. It brought me to tears. I not, like, I'm not the type of person who, who like... I try Emotional? to. I just don't like. I don't really cry too much. It just made me feel fucked up. Like I went. I just couldn't. I, I literally slept the whole day. It was probably. I don't have many people in my family, thank God, that have passed away. But that was the closest thing I've ever had. The fact that he was just flying to go. Yeah, and it, you know what it is also, bro. It's just it just puts things into perspective about how like so life has gone in an instant. And I think that's so what true. really had me shook. Probably the biggest lesson I took from it is to tell people, "Hey, man, I love you." Or Hey man, I respect what you yeah, do yeah, yeah. and I appreciate you because if you don't, you never know if that's the last time you're ever going to see them. After that, I went in New York in February, I think. And then like the pop smoke shit happened. Oh my God. 2020 was like a game, like a video game type of like just some troll stuff going on. One you know, after like, another, after another. One after another. I'm still trying to even think. I'm like, yo, did this really happen all in the same year? I was doing stand up doing COVID right before in March, I think, mm -hmm. like roasting the shit out of. I'm like, man. I had to break up with my girlfriend. Feel bad. I told her that we need a break because she's getting too like clingy. That's what I told her. But the truth is, she's Chinese. I ain't trying to catch. <laughs> I'm trying to catch Corona, you know. Yeah, yeah. And we we're laughing about that. COVID's never gonna touch us, bro. Fast forward a few weeks, like we're in lockdown, you know. I feel like in 2020 when it happened in the beginning, everybody was just we're, we're taking oh, it as a fuck joke. COVID, man. Yeah. Yeah, what the hell? It's a joke because yeah. yo, we've heard plenty of viruses that were breaking out in China or breaking out somewhere else. It's like, oh yeah, Ebola is in Africa. Yeah, cool. You no, know, all the way over here. That's never gonna reach. Some people do think though that it would. It's a conspiracy theory and that the government knew it all along and that they yeah. have the back. How do but, you feel about that? Is that, uh, is that something you... Yeah, I've definitely thought about that. I mean, like, really? bro, okay. like, I don't trust a lot of world powers. You know what I'm saying? If we had a true system that's meant for the people. And I'm not even talking about communism or something like that. I'm talking about, like, even, like, laissez-faire capitalism, like, true capitalism. Like, if we ever had any of those actual systems where the power is actually onto the people and the government was just there to police people, not to manage and yeah. fucking decide who gets yeah. what money and how yeah. to allocate budgets and funds, then I'd be like, okay, I understand. But what we have is a system where politicians are basically... Lying out of their ass. Yeah, they're basically lying out of their ass and, like, everything's driven by a lobby. Is. So people try to like sway opinions of people, try to control people to stay power for the longest amount of time. Nothing is really based on letting the individual citizen live free. It's really more about trying to control everything. It doesn't matter to me. Like the media, I've really read the quote where it says CNN is more like an entertainment thing than an actual facts-based thing. There's a quote that somebody said. It's like, we're just trying to get good ratings type of thing. So mm -hmm. like, how are they going to cover this shit? Like, oh, let's cover something that's going to get the most views. Like, let's say it in a way that it's going to get the most. But how do you change something like that? Because you're highlighting a problem, but is there even a solution to... It might be too late for a solution. I don't solution. know if there's ever going to be a day in life where... People are going to want to open the news and hear only good things. But People naturally gravitate towards, oh, like this person got shot. Oh, I don't know, a volcano exploded it, 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 plays, it plays on your fear, like your ultimate reality, which is death. So like the, the media is just good at playing at your fear because we know that violence, fear, whatever. Like if I'm scaring you to death, like, you know, there's a bunch of Muslims in a the mosque there and they, they all have bombs and they're going to come through and get you. Like you're gonna be like, oh man, like, whoa, like, let me keep up with this news. It's psychological warfare, bro. Like, so I don't know if COVID's fake. It's probably real. I'm not saying it's fake at all because I work in the healthcare industry. So, like, I know it's real. I know people catch COVID. I get tested for it. So, I know people can catch it. I just don't know the extent and how accurate all this stuff that's going on. And I don't actually also know. 
the reality behind like where did it actually spread from and what's going on like why why is it spreading so much in america why is it spreading so fast in certain places it's just there's a lot of questions to be asked like how fast was the vaccine like, how quickly they got the vaccine and shit like uh-huh. but i do know that coronaviruses have been a known thing uh-huh. since early in the decade like they've been doing research on coronaviruses yeah so maybe that's how they did it but all i know is that naturally i'm always going to be suspicious because that's just how I am. I'm always going to be like, man, I don't know, bro. Like, 9-11 was suspicious to me. I don't care if somebody gets offended by that shit. There's too many things to see, too many things that you can see and read about and to know about. Just to be like, man, that's kind of suspicious. I'm not saying that I'm confirming anything. I'm just saying lots of suspicious things exist. You know. So you're saying that you don't think it's a conspiracy it's a theory or whatever, but you have questions. Yeah, I'm saying that just w- like but with every, with every single thing that happens on a grand scale on Earth, like, mm. it doesn't matter what it is, bro. Every single thing is being manipulated by somebody, like different forces. America has their agenda, like Russia has their agenda, China has their agenda, and they're all just trying to gain some sort of control. I'm not saying that the stuff that's happening is not real, but there's a lot of manipulation and stuff going on. Whether it's ISIS to oil, it doesn't mm-hmm, matter, mm-hmm. but there's always an underlying thing there. There's always some covert operation. There's always somebody trying to get the most success out of that shit, most money, whatever it is. I heard this thing throughout my whole life, how Americans they pride believe. themselves on saying we're the best country in the world, but then uh, propaganda, but after right? that, yeah, exactly. And then I saw a video saying how like for being the United States, you'd think that their education level is Would a lot higher highest, than it should yeah, be. But there's other high like, countries in Europe that are way higher. Are people purposely trying to tell themselves, hey, we're doing okay, there's nothing wrong, and they're just kind of turning the other way and not really paying well, attention to the reality. Well, that's what it is. For instance, going back to what we are talking about the media, like the media will show you one side of the story. They won't show you the other side. They'll show you the side that they want to see. When you look at the Black Lives Matter riots, whatever, they had all them niggas up in there like being violent, looking violent and doing all these things, right? And they had like the army, the National Guard come down and like make sure these niggas don't tear up the thing. But then look at what the opposite when the Trump capital rioters were going, everything was, oh, welcome, like, come on in, do what you want to do. But the media will show it that way. They show cops fighting against black people and stuff like that. It shows that, yo, man, black people, that these guys need to be caged. They're animals, you know, they're fighting cops. Do you think there are people higher up, higher, higher up that almost control Pull the strings below them like puppets. Yeah, man. Not, able uh, to control. Not, not like puppets, but not even directly, but you can subliminally, you can, you study psychology, my nigga. Yeah. So the way I see it is this. Psychologically, bro, you can get somebody to do anything, anything. in this world. It doesn't matter. I don't know where I read it. Was somebody got like birds to like play like table tennis, something like that. It doesn't matter. You can get a human being to do anything, especially over a long period of time. We can condition somebody into anything. You can condition me since I was a kid by sending me messages subliminally through anything, pushing, yeah. pushing me anything. So then, by the time I get to a certain point in time, like it's just subconscious. I've been indoctrinated. I've been. That's yeah, my mind, yeah. and that's why when you look at the youth and you look at the kids nowadays and how they act oh, boy, and, and what scary. they think, this is stuff that society's been pushing towards. I don't know from where or what the purpose was, but that's the reason why people's mentalities and people's attitudes, what people's beliefs are easily molded. The mind is so malleable that malleable. if you don't realize that you're going to bombard it with all this information, you know, you won't be able to even process which one. Dave Chappelle was talking about it, like the age of spin. You won't be able to process which one you want to. Uh, it's important. Time? The age of spin, that's special he did, where he's talking okay. about like we live in the age of spin where there's so much information that you can't process it at oh, one time. Okay. At that point, it's like which one do you know is true? Which one do you know is fake? How do you know that I'm not also slipping in information that's fake but making it look like it's real? And look how many that's people. True are afraid of Muslims. They're like, oh my God. Look how many people clutch their purse when they see a black guy, black guy walk past street, them. Yeah. But it's like, bro, like, you know, I'm the nicest <laughs> fucking black guy in the world, you know? But it's like, it's because of in the movies, you got black people doing criminal stuff. Hip hop, you know, you got black people associated with violence and, yeah, and, and yeah, crime. Yeah. Society will just do that. It doesn't matter what it is. Everybody has their own stereotypes. Some of them are not bad stereotypes. Your stereotype can be a good stereotype. The point is that 
if you have a culture of stigmatizing people and making people categorize them and boxing them, then what you're going to have is what happens in America where you got white America versus black America. Joe Biden was a segregationist and he believed in keeping black people separate from white people and stuff like that. But now, he, fast forward 50 years later, whenever, however long it is, he's the face of freeing America from Trump the monster or whatever. But really, well, all these motherfuckers are just monsters, man. All these guys don't give a fuck about anything but getting power and staying in power. Really, what they're doing, though, is using the narrative. Okay, so black people will vote for me if I appeal to their pain. That's the thing, right? Uh, the fact that people have that's the game we're playing here. It's not about social justice, where it's politics. It's it's just dirty. It's not about until they create a system, like I said, it's for the actual people, like laissez-faire capitalism, free capitalism. Until we live in a true free system where the government is not really uh, was only there to police people, like to stop people from like killing each other with weapons, and government just controls weapons and and just polices people whenever there's a dispute. Then we'll always have a corrupted system. Well, I've heard that all the time when the government says. Uh, we're for the people, by the people, but it's that's a cap. just like filler words, it's a cap. man. Bro, it, it, like, they why is it that, that but they do the same behavior that they behavior do. because and, and it's not possible because the government is not supposed to have an opinion, right? But government is the most opinionated thing. No, it's not. Government is just supposed to be it's a body there to govern and make sure that the people's will is being respected. It's not supposed to have its own will. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. It's just supposed to be there so that like. If the people want something, then they ensure that that's what's happening. Because then if we live in a society where anybody can just decide what's happening, then we'll have Chaos. anarchy. Yeah. But in a sense, that's kind of what we have. As in like the government is just a bunch of people who get elected and then collectively they make decisions. And like they can decide today that, oh shit, we need a policy for something. You know, we need yeah. a policy for this. There's so many things that the government can do that they get away with. Because of the government? Because they're the government and we've given them power. We're not realizing that because we just depended on a system that's really not working, has never really been working. How many things really change for people when a new president becomes president? You know, when Obama was about to be president, everybody was like, we're finally going to get the change we wanted. You know, yes, we can. We're going to change. Those same people, some of them were like, fuck Obama, man. Like, you know, he didn't do shit for us. If someone is president or prime minister, to just change one law takes years and yeah. years, years and yeah. years. Yeah. So by the time the person has four years in the office, by the time he's done, he could be even barely change one, one. But he, and here's the thing, what, and what if that law that he's trying to change is so outdated and it's fucking up people, right? The system is anything gonna get done at that point? Yeah, because you can cycle through ten prime ministers and get a few. And keep laws in mind to... that while he's doing that, right? Think about other people, foreigners, right? Deciding what's going on in your country because maybe it helps them with their business. And that's why I don't think politics is just an answer to shit. The world problems that we have, like world hunger and poverty and stuff like that, we're going to be solving it by one day having a president who's going to be like, oh man, like we're going to save the whole world. That shit's just naive and it won't ever happen. Because America is a world power. They're the ones that people look at for everything, right? If America mm -hmm. decides, whatever America decides and like the US well, dollar... They control so much. Yeah. yeah, they control everything. So that's why their politics is like entertainment for the rest of the world. Who's going to be the next American president? You're like the most famous guy in the world type of thing. I don't know what the fuck the answer is. I'm just saying that it's not going to come like that. Whenever in the past somebody's tried to make the answer or have the answer or try to push towards a certain type of way of life or ideal that was for humanity they got killed if you were fighting for human rights like true equality and stuff like that you got off like malcolm x you. martin luther king like, yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. matter if you had an opinion you're getting gunned down because at the end of the day the people who gunned them down are the people in power now those are the people who run the world now because they got rid of the people who could have stopped them okay and they did it at the perfect time before now you will never be able to stop whatever's happening. We'll always be stuck in this loop because it's too late. Like the people who could have done something about it already got eliminated in a sense. And now if you try to do something, it's, it's going to take... This is the system is so fucked that mm -hmm. like... Mm -hmm. I don't think in my lifetime or in our lifetime, we'll see a real free, equal world. Social media itself is being controlled it by other people.
Yeah. No, so yeah. it starts with read your information, study be your shit. Be careful your where shit. you get your sources from. Be careful where you get your sources, right? But get that's educated before you just start following opinions. Because opinions, that's what we live in, an opinion-based society. It doesn't matter if your opinion is wrong. You could say the it's most wrong shit. Yeah. But, but if you have enough people say that I believe that opinion, then all of a sudden that becomes a fact. Well, that's how I think Donald Trump... Became president? Became, because he had a belief... And mm. there were enough But people I don't even think that nigga believed the shit he was saying. I don't think even Donald Trump believed it. I think he just used people. Oh, then he's the smartest person I, ever. He's one of the, I, in my opinion, Donald Trump is smart as fuck because he knows how to play the game. The game that he played was, I'm going to hire a bunch of these researchers online. I'm going to hire a bunch of these psychologists, figure out what people want to hear and what will get me the most votes. And he did that. That's why he won. And when he won, everybody was so angry and cheese. He almost won again. Because they're like, how the fuck did this guy win? So Bernie Sanders, how almost every celebrity I saw on social media were like, vote for this. Vote for Bernie. And, and, and they gave the, the reasons why. And yet... It's scary to know that there are people out there that are even stronger in voice, mm. that they can come together in different regions of America, America. different states that, that don't say much, don't use Twitter or Instagram, and can just cast a vote and then boom. Politics is just disgusting because like, it's not about the people, it's about winning. So like these politicians, like you know, they have these campaigns that they invest millions and millions and millions in. They made so much promises to different people, all that type of shit. Like so, they have to win. And it's not about oh yeah, I'm gonna change the world. Like they don't give a fuck about the world. They just care about that term. Like Trump, why the fuck did he choose to be president? He could have done anything. He's a billionaire. But why did he choose to be president? He didn't have to worry about the the stress. Why did he do it? Maybe he wanted to. Make bro, he just has an something. ego, bro. He's just like, yo, man, let me just be president. A self-serving. Like, it's just, he, he just wants to feel some sort of validation for why he exists. I sometimes compare him to Floyd Mayweather. Let me explain this. The fact that they both drive on this opinion hate. where some people hate the living shit out of them, but they want to keep tabs to yeah. see. Like, and if, they give if, him power. And they give him power, right? Obviously, like, I'm not comparing them in terms of who they are as human beings, but they both know how to get someone riled up. It's either... I hate you, Trump, or I fucking will die for you, Trump. Yeah, you got people on social media arguing against each other and how social media algorithms work. Like, we saw that documentary, The Social Dilemma. If you follow a certain type of people, you have a certain type of opinion, you're only going to see that one side. So then now you're like, man, Trump is really this guy. Or like you're like, man, I really fucking hate Trump. Mm -hmm. But nobody really saw the power of social media could have on elections of that, right? So when Trump did it, they got really shook and surprised and everybody was mad. At the end of the day, it's society's fault, I guess, for just not really controlling and not really understanding the system we have of social media is really making these people into dilettants and shit. Bro, find that. It's just a fucking amateur, bro. Like there's so many amateurs nowadays who think that they're like experts and shit. You know? Oh yeah. We're having a podcast right now, and we're talking about different shit, but I'm not going to cap and pretend like, yo, this is not just my opinion. This is completely my opinion. If you want to believe this shit, uh, listen to what I'm saying, go ahead. But really, don't listen to anything I say. Just do your own information, do your own research, figure it out. Then if you come to the same conclusion, then it's like, Well, a lot of people don't cool. even fact check at all. Like, we don't like, fact check like nothing. You speak out of your ass, and it's all <laughs> like, if you sound, if you sound, sound intelligent, like you make sense, yeah. and you have that confidence that confidence a little then is it you, then that's it people are like oh shit yeah then true he, yeah he must be right. and at the end of the day look look you at study all, psychology a little so yeah you, you no but it. like i'm a, my minor psychology so this is fascinating for me that we live in a society now where i have an opinion and my opinion is dead wrong right so i could be like man i think that the earth is flat let's say i'm like no it's flat because i watched a youtube video and it's told me that the earth was flat You're like no it's not but it's like yo i go on reddit and there's like hundred thousands of posts Bro, there are saying that it's flat because it's a group of opinions, right? So many opinions that are all the same. So people start thinking that 
this shit must be real. And it's only possible now because of social media, because now you can go online and find people who have the exact same mindset as you. So and, you're saying back even earlier. Back then, it was, 70s, just, 80s, it was just harder for you to have a movement where you can push something, I an opinion over society. Live and do what the fuck you want to do and have fun, enjoy yourself. But then do not push your opinion or your, your mindset onto other people, right? But how do you dial that back and try to just... Like, I'm trying to give you my opinion mm-hmm. and without stepping onto Yeah, yours. so because so many people believe in something, now people start thinking that that shit is normal or that thing. So many people believe in something, people start thinking that, like, that shit is going to be yeah, yeah. the status quo or whatever. And, like, if you say, like, man, I think that's kind of weird, then all of a sudden now oh, you're a fucking villain, yeah, yeah. right? I agree but, with but that. But I'm, so I'm saying that, like, yo, listen, I could be into fucking anything, but... I shouldn't pretend like it's not weird now. It's, it's not out of the norm. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing like, wrong with, you, with, with with it being different. There's nothing wrong with you being different, whatever, whatever. But no, but that's the problem because because my opinion is different than yours. It's hard, I feel, now for people to even have a gentle debate back and forth about, hey, this is what I believe in. No, I think you're wrong. So I don't agree with what you're saying. Just because one opinion is different than another doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. Is that what you're trying to get at? Like what? Problem is not the opinion. Like everybody can have an opinion. There's only a problem when the opinions start influencing people who don't even have that one to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Like, so there's a community of people who are into one thing and now they're like pushing that shit on social media, whatever's being pushed. And now people are afraid to have their own opinion now because they feel like, oh, yo, if, if I start going That's against right. this community, it's too powerful. I'll lose my own. I'll lose my platform. So people are too afraid to speak out against something. That example might have been kind of badness in the way I worded it. But no, man, you brought up a good point. Yeah. How there are people that are not going to say anything, whereas otherwise, like, they would say something. They would say something. It's like, oh, man, like, all, all these people believe this thing, and I'll look so like you're a... you're scared. Almost. You're scared, so then they decide to just decide that's the most common. Somebody playing it safe by just making, kind of keep everybody happy versus somebody who's not willing to say what he Step thinks. on a few... Yeah, and it's not—it's not about trying to injure somebody though. It's just more about I don't agree with that. And then now, if you say you don't agree with something, you're fucked. But bro, there's so many different people and so many different outlets now that just because I don't agree with you, okay, screw you. Like I'll go to someone else that I do agree with. Why can't people just go yeah. pick what aligns with their but values te- and beliefs rather than shit on everybody else? Yeah. To veer away a little from this yeah. topic, I wanted to ask you: You like to be different to have a different sound to try to bring something new to the table in a way how do you balance as an artist trying to talk about topics that are like subject matter now i feel like it's all about fucking bitches pussy yeah i got bands yeah all this stuff i guess if you're good you're good and that will come out i guess my question is how do you as an artist try to balance speaking on stuff that's real shit or stuff that's just for the radio or yeah, pop yeah, yeah. or whatever shit for clout because if you can get a song on the radio the reason why i don't have this problem and i like i can answer it and uh, it's like i can get out of the, the question is because we've created something called the Koga universe where like i have alternate characters right i have a character called julio who just makes trap music and he lives in this world where he works in a kitchen called fuck it fool with uh gp whose alternate is tenchi they cook sauces there and the sauces are the songs and the tracks was the objective of this to kind of be able to speak the objective on. was to be able to just make different because we, we made so many different styles this was like the best way that we could do it and not box ourselves when i saw the george floyd thing i'm like man i feel like making a track about that so like i wrote a track right oh. it's not released yet but i did a track i'm like yo i want to drop this but let's say the next week i'm like man i feel like dropping something wavy but then it's like man same artist doing two different styles mm. so like julio and tanchi interesting and um I never thought of it that way. yeah so i have this koga universe where like i can rap about koga K-O-G-A. Yeah, yeah, universe. 
that's what they call it. It's like the DC universe. So I can like rap about whatever I want anytime I want. And I have all these characters that I created, like almost like MF Doom has Victor Vaughn and King Ghidra and stuff like that. So I can be a different characters in a different world when I want to be. And like they have their own intricate stories and they all have their own style. And well, like, is it obvious that it's a character and not like. Yeah, I you, mean, I like, mean, like, who, when, you, whenever Julio raps, like, it's you heard this track story, right? It's like, Tenshi, slat, them I slam, you my nose bleed. And then like, there's Caesar, like, bro, trying to fix Speck and Nervy Death. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Caesar's oh, okay. me rapping, like, myself. Julio, he's like the, the fuckboy. Like, his name is Julio Fuckboy. He's like, from the new era, like, he's just trying to fuck bitches and he's trying to party and, 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 but also he has a backstory too. There's a reason why he's the way he is. The only, only challenge I have in terms of, that kind of stuff is when I make songs, sometimes I get bored. I can't lie. I get bored of making the same style. Like, let's mm. say I make a bunch of Julio tracks. I'm tired of this shit. Yeah. So I want to make a different Caesar track. But when I do the Caesar tracks, those are more, to me, condensed and dense. And they're more quality in terms of, like, the writing and the effort I put into it. Because it's... It's you. it's just, there's more effort for me to be like, yeah, ooh, versus me putting together multiple rhyme schemes and multiple yeah, syllable yeah, 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 in rhymes yeah, yeah. and stuff like that, right? I hear. When I write those tracks, I tend to take my time and they tend to be more deeper subject matter okay. and they tend to be more, you know. Well, I just I, thought of a problem right now. How would it be if the fans or the audience only like one tour? Like, fuck with one yeah. and they don't give a shit about anyone else. That would suck, but... God forbid, but like... No, no, it would suck, but it wouldn't matter either which way because Julio... They just wouldn't bring them back out again? No, Julio's just in the universe. It's like the DC universe. If you're a fan of Julio, you're going to fuck with Caesar at the same time because there's a point in time where their universes will intersect too. In a way, we're writing a manga, writing a comic that doesn't really exist in a physical form. It's in audio and it exists somewhere. The lore will be crafted as we drop more projects, as we drop more tapes. Like I really appreciate the time you've been giving us for I sure. I enjoy this a lot. So something a bit more personal, be it or say, is you touched on in the beginning of the episode saying how you were like socially profiled when you were younger and yeah. how you felt like an outcast and stuff yeah. like that the whole idea of the stereotypes about black people and whatnot my, my question was going to be have you been social profiled a lot here in canada since in canada nah, and like i'll be a liar if i said i was like i've never been in a situation where i felt over i felt like generic. man the cops were like on my ass but again i don't go outside bro so like i'm not one of those people <laughs> who, who, i'm not saying that it doesn't exist i'll be lying too if i said that and specifically in ottawa i'm saying it's not bad here but i've heard of people like getting profiled in other places the one time you felt different that or? i felt it where i'm like oh damn this is kind of bad it does exist i'm not gonna say it doesn't exist i just had never happened to me personally but i know it exists and this is the closest brush i've been to it was i was shooting a music video in 2016 for my for the track called bacon and we went out to carlton place i don't know if that's ottawa or not but it's like a couple minutes away from ottawa if, if anything yeah we're out there and we're filming a video, you know, we had these fake guns and we had a camera set up, everything, rigs, you know, it was a full video setup. Yeah, and nobody yeah. would look at that and be like, oh, like, you <laughs> this know, is shit, this dangerous. is real. Like, we just, we're, I'm in a bathrobe yeah. with my, in my underwear with a cigarette. Shooting that shit and I'm running and we, we you know, we shoot it and we stop and we redo it because we get trying to get the right shot because there's like a car mount and like somebody's hanging out of the car, you know, with a baseball bat and they have to like get me running, whatever. And then I guess somebody must have seen us doing that shit and called the cops on us. So when a cop pulled up on us, we still had the pop prop gun. Like my friend GP had a prop gun. I still have this thing on video actually. It's funny. I'll show you after. Oh. And the cop comes out of the car and clearly we're shooting a music video. Like clearly. There's like a, a dolly, fucking lights, uh, cameras, everything. And the cop just like, drop the weapon, drop the weapon. Like already has his hand on the hip. You no, know, drop the weapon, drop the weapon. Like, you know, put down the gun, drop the weapon. It's like, yo, no, no, it's not real, whatever. It's like, put it on, put it on the fucking ground. And at so that point... So they're treating you like it is. No, but at that yeah. point, I agreed 
that, yo, just drop the weapon because, nigga, I don't trust no cops. So, like, just drop it. But my friend GP, he's, like, trying to explain to him that it's fake, like, that we just shoot a music video. But the cop wasn't even trying to listen to him. He's like, drop the weapon now. So then he drops it on the ground. Uh, but wait a minute. This is the fucked up part. At that time, it wasn't even a prop gun. It was a prop bat. He had a, a he had a bat in his hand. Because we had a gun, too, but I'm saying he actually had a bat. It wasn't even a gun. And this guy's like, drop it, drop it, dr drop it. And then, like, he drops it. And then uh, the cop's like, yeah, we got a report uh, of uh, somebody was public indecency. Like, because I was in my bathroom. So, but this guy pulled up, like, ready to pop pop niggas, you know? Yeah, to put bullets. Yeah, but I'm not even trying to make this into a big story. No, 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 into, no, no, like, no. yo, Absolutely like, uh, uh, something, like, happened. Like, or at that point, I'm like, yo, it's cool. Maybe he runs into, he ran into plenty of people with suspicious shit like yeah, that. Yeah. But... In my opinion, to be honest, I feel like the people who get treated the worst in Canada, man, like who get treated like shit, like I think worse than black people or anybody is natives, man. Out of Aboriginals, like oh my natives, God. get treated like shit. We act like they don't even exist. White people, I've heard this. It's not me capping. I've heard white people literally who I've worked with and stuff like that be like, man, fuck the fuck these natives and shit like that. They have a beef. Like Americans, how white Americans have beef with black people. White Canadians have beef with Native Americans. Deep is rooted in Because in they shit. came here first. And I don't know, but they just don't like the motherfuckers. And of course, you know, it's like, oh man, like they're just not paying taxes and they're not working. But it's like, bro, like you guys don't understand the effects of colonization. Like I'm from Africa, bro. Like I can tell you the effects of colonization and the effects of generational genocide, you could say. You know, like they fucked them up completely. And then like now, oh man, but why don't you step up? Why don't you work on your, stand on your two feet and like carry yourself? It's like, bro, but you've, condition and we talk about it you've yeah. indoctrinated these people for years to become the way they are and now you're like oh man it's not our problem it was our ancestors it's like bro like oh my lord small-minded you know but at the end of the day oh. that's no, a problem I'm i think you brought that up. that's a problem that people that need person. to really focus on in in canada is the natives man I, they, they get treated like shit bro i've heard stories sometimes you know you, you could just tell like this person bro this morning i was fucking dropping garbage in my neighborhood like the dump and some lady, some white lady is like, uh, excuse me, are you from here? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, just know they're putting cameras. It's like, bitch, how the what? fuck do you know that I don't live here or not? You know, it's just funny to me because I don't know if that's racist, but it's just why are you assuming that just because I look a certain way that I don't live there type of shit. Sometimes though, we give these people a hard time. Maybe if they genuinely like did not mean any harm. Exactly. So that's why, you. that's why I'm always, like, again, try to be as objective as possible. Which shit? Maybe I'm hearing what he's what they're saying wrong, or maybe I'm not perceiving it a certain way, you know? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you just, you, I just don't want to be the person who's just like, man, this person is racist just because they like denied this or that. But also, I don't want to be stupid though to not realize too when somebody's, you know, being discriminatory. I went through that shit. I have a radar, not a radar. I have like a sense to know when somebody, when somebody doesn't want me there. You know, it doesn't matter. I was going to Produce Depot and some Indian person like was like calling me black or they said something in in Hindi and I was like, yo. I know what you said. And it was really funny because he, like, he's like, oh. his eyes are like wide open. He's like, what the fuck? Like, you know, he's like, well, try to smile. I'm like, yo, don't say that shit again. And it was just funny because I did that to Arab people too. Like, I've done that to Arab kids or like some Arab yeah, people. Yeah, like you'll hear something. You're like, I... who says something? I'm like, yo, like, you know, I'm the column out of the, like, I, I can still remember some words, you know? I'm like, bro, like, I know what you're saying, my nigga. Like, I'm not stupid, you know? I don't ever take it to the point where I'm like, yo, in fact, because I'm such a competitive guy, like, I want the world to be against me. Like, I want it because then I'm going to win. Like, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, that's the way I look at it. I'm like, yo, like, if you heard my last track, it's called Antagonist because... I have not. It's called Antagonist. Check Guys, check that out. Antagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spotify and Apple it, Music. It's, it's on Apple Music and YouTube. Oh, yeah, check it out. Antagonist. Okay. Antagonist, yeah. And I'm always going to be myself regardless of what anybody says. It doesn't matter. Just be yourself, bro. Be yourself. Do your thing. Don't worry about what people think. Don't be afraid of like what people judge you. If they're racist, fuck them. Focus on your shit. Focus on yourself. And help, help your know. people. If 
final thing. Your favorite song or favorite verse that you've ever... That I've ever done? Yeah. Shit, that's a tough question. Or like most memorable. There are some times where I will listen to your songs. I'll listen to it three times and I'll catch two different things. <laughs> oh, shit, he's talking about this, but he's also talking about that. Well, I mean, I can tell you like my favorite bar from Antagonist since that's like the, okay, late, sure. the last song sure. I wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just go through the verse real quick. Okay. You know, and then go like, ahead. I'll do like a rap genius. It's like, broke, trying to fix pecuniary debt. There's some hope with income, 10 of them, my silhouette. Alone at night, I swear to God, vituperated, sinner's life is cursed, destined for hurricane death. Couldn't eat nothing but vermicelli pudding while my niggas dying, trying to make it out like Cuba Gooden. Buying carnation, every cantation, what I'm cooking is pure hunger, reincarnated. That's basically like the opening bar, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the opening verse. The reason why I fuck with it is just because the oxymoron of broke and fix. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'm broke, but I'm trying to fix okay. monetary debt. I like that. You know, but there's no hope with income thinner than my silhouette. And it's like, oh, I like that. Alone at night, I swear to God, vituperate. Vituperation is like a, when you curse, mm -hmm. swear. Mm -hmm. But it's like when I'm alone at night, I swear to God. Like almost oh. like I'm, at the same time, I'm praying. Yeah, but it's yeah, like, yeah. but I'm cursing that I have, a, I live a sinner's life. Yeah. Right. But it's funny because it says alone at night, I swear to God, vituperate a sinner's life that's cursed. Because I'm destined for a Harakiri death, which is like suicide. But I just like playing with words like that where, yeah, you can just have... Two different meanings in one bar, uh -huh. you know? And then it's like, I couldn't eat nothing but vermicelli pudding because I still plan on the idea of being broke and being coming from the bottom, whatever, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. While my niggas dying, trying to make it out of Cuba Gooden. If you watch Boys in the Hood, Cuba Gooden was the Cuba Gooden, yeah. was the main star. So it's like, while I'm struggling to make ends meet and eat a meal, my friends are also dying, struggling, trying to make it out, like, like out of the hood, like, you mm -hmm. know, like Cuba Gooden. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm buying carnation, which is flowers, but carnation milk, is what you mm. use to make vermicelli pudding. At least that's what I used to do to make it. Okay. So that's why, like, it's like a double entendre. While my niggas are dying, I'm still trying to eat. I'm still trying to stay focused. While people around me are struggling, I'm still trying to, like, help carry them and help make it so I can help them. Oh, and, like, wow. That's what it goes to. Like, goes I'm to. telling you, if I listened to that the first time, I would not catch yeah, all that. Yeah, buying carnation, every cantation. That's just me fucking around with words again. Carnation milk comes in a can, mm -hmm. but also incantation is like a chant, like a spell, mm -hmm. but also a rhyme because it, it could be a song. Yeah, a, can can. a cantation. Oh. What I'm cooking is pure hunger reincarnated. So, pure hunger reincarnation, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The whole thing is just, that whole bar, the whole thing is about just... I love when people break down their, yeah. their bars, bro. I but, love that. But, you know, I could probably do better. I don't know. That's like one of my favorite openings I had in a while. Okay. And then like, yeah, man. Make sure to check that out, guys. Antagonist. Yeah, antagonist, bro. That's the by training season or by, by training season. Yeah, okay. like everything we release is under training season. Training season. Yeah, because okay. okay. training season is like the I guess you could say it's the name of the manga that we're we're in. Okay. So the way I end every episode. So since it's called the Mentality Podcast, I tell people, what's your mentality right now in life? Bro, my mentality is get it by any means. Mentality should be antagonist, as in like be the villain. Rest in peace, MF Doom. He was the real villain. It's all good if people don't fuck with your shit. Just believe in yourself. Whatever you're doing, this podcast right here doesn't matter if everybody's saying it's not going anywhere. You mm -hmm. just keep pushing and like mm -hmm. by any means necessary, figure out, figure out all your skills and. Try to make money from every one of them skills and, like, and, and monetize like, everything. Okay. That's the mentality right now we're on, bro. We're on that, appreciate that, that. villain mentality, bro. The antagonist, bro. Thank you Thanks so much for, for coming me, on the this podcast, bro. Yo, we talked about so much. Show was fun, bro. Probably tired. I had a lot of fun, bro. Like, Thank you so much. And until until next time, guys. Again, training season on Spotify. T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G. Season. Yeah. S-E-A-S-O-N. Yeah. Correct? Yep. On uh, Spotify, even YouTube, right? You have it on uh, YouTube, YouTube as well? Yeah, we got Tracy on YouTube, TikTok. Don't matter. Okay. 
check it out. People don't even like rap. You just <laughs> check it out. <laughs> Maybe if it piques your interest, by all means, if you don't F with it, uh, you don't F with it. But yeah, I so appreciate that, thank bro. you so much, bro. And until next time, honestly, like I'd love to have you on down the road. Yeah, again. let's do it again, bro. Thank you again, huh? Appreciate you, bro. Take care. Peace.